you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what is up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe, back on the podcast here. Uh, Marcus Grant filling in admirably for me there. Uh, you know, it's the first time any, anyone has ever s- described my voice as raspy. Well, it had been raspy recently. <laughs> it had been. That I mean, not induced injury. Not uh, normally, but in recent weeks it had been raspy. So, but, but you drop that and I start thinking to myself, I'm like, is my voice raspy? Is it? I, I couldn't. I, I never knew. No, it's very. Uh, it's very soothing. James, oh, I was right. up late at night. Had the projector on, watching old cut-ups. Exactly. Is that raspy? Is that raspy? Uh, yes. Uh, Alex Gelhart, the whisket from Wisconsin, behind the glass there, uh, and the fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael. Fe- oh, wait a second. Is that Adam Ranks? Hit my music. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of shattering glass. Out comes Adam Rank. Out of the doldrums, out of the shadows, from the back. It is like when one of the WWE legends just returns. Right. Although, yeah, it's got to be somebody who's been off camera. It's not like a CM Punk return. And really, I'm doing this for Jeff Brand, who's going to be taking a drink every time we drop a wrestling I reference. I saw that tweet. <laughs> CM Punk, Mick Foley, Blue World Order, Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> um, Paul Heyman. Dory and Funk. he's dead. Uh, <laughs> somebody might want to take the keys from. Oh, boy. Uh, great, uh, great show in front of us here today, of course, with uh, Adam Rank joining in. Um, Michael Fabiano is actually under the weather. He's going to be gone until about Friday. I don't I don't think he's doing the Friday podcast. Uh, yeah, that remains to be seen. Even if he is, he feels good enough, I'll probably tell him to rest. He has bronchitis right now, bronchitis if you can see on Twitter. So his doctor was like, you need to. Go lay down for four days. Uh, We will talk about fantasy trust falls. Uh, We'll talk about guys like C.J. Anderson, Eddie Lacy, Todd Gurley. You know, can these guys have? um, I mean, obviously C.J. Anderson broke out, but uh, for the most part, they have struggled this year. Can you trust them moving forward? We'll talk about some uh, some guys that you may have some trust issues with. We'll of course talk about on this Tuesday waiver wires as well. Uh, Daily Daps coming at the end of the show, top headlines. But first, let's talk about Monday Night Football. What a crazy game that was. What a crazy game. I mean, I was entertained. It was. Are you not entertained? It it wasn't the greatest (laughs) of football, but I was entertained. Um, It was a weird cast of characters out there, especially at the end of the game. It's like, who are these guys? Yes. Is this an NFL game here? It felt like the replacements. Um. Th- running out there just playing football but no you know uh, what it, would, it was a great end of the game yeah you know what it was like uh if, if you're if you're similar to me and you stay up late on saturday nights watching mountain west football okay some of those small it's like nevada playing host to san jose just playing a crazy game that's really entertaining and you know that most of the world that no no one's seen nobody else is watching <laughs> no one else is seeing this game you're totally solo you want to go into work the next morning and talk about it, and everybody's like, yeah, I'm not staying up for that. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, no, it was a crazy game. If, if you missed it, it was a field, uh, it was a field goal try for the win 
uh, from the Browns. It was then blocked by the Ravens, scooped and scored for the game winner. For the game which, winner. I, I don't know what you know if that's so Browns or that's so Raven. Like I just can't figure out which one that falls in the category of. Oh, I feel like that's that's more Browns probably. If, I thought you I, were just, gonna, I just wanted to say that's so Raven. I was just about to say I thought I thought you were I just, just keep going down that road. I just keep going. Just keep going. So now that I've gotten that out of the uh, system. Right. Uh, 30, <laughs> 33-27, your final, by the way. I was going to say, if the Browns ever make the Super Bowl, which probably will never happen, no, uh, that's how I would imagine it would end. <laughs> <laughs> Block, kick, field goal, scoop and score, six uh, for the win. Wow. I mean, it's I, it, it's funny, too, because um, it was such a crazy ending. Mike Tirico didn't even know how to <laughs> properly call it. He called a uh, – I think he called it a pick six for the win. I'm like – I don't. I don't believe that would be a what, pick six. Would it be like a kick six? Maybe? A kick six? I heard. Well, I, block, that, I saw block off used on Twitter. Ooh, <laughs> see, block off is nice. Yeah, block off. The kick is six nice. was uh, Alabama Auburn from two years. Right. Ago. Yes, yes. That's that's, that's true. Pick six. All right. I don't know what to make of it. Anyways, it was a crazy game. Um, overall, we had some uh, interesting fantasy stat lines here. Uh, Matt Schaub, I don't believe anybody would have played Matt Schaub. He's you really had to be in a bad way if you were starting Matt Schaub. That is danger zone to the max right there. Uh, 232 and two touchdowns, two interceptions. Overall, uh, a decent game if you played him in one of those deep leagues. Josh McCown, uh, just 212 yards. Uh, not uh, it had a touchdown as well, but, you know. Left early with the injury. He was He was a streaming option, so had he stayed in the whole game and gotten that other – Austin touchdown, Davis, the random. Austin Davis touchdown stuff. Yeah, he would he would have turned in a nice day. So if we're you know gonna just merge him with Austin Davis, he would have had about <laughs> twenty. He would have had twenty over twenty fantasy points. Which Cleveland quarterback have ended them, up with right. Have right. them form like Voltron and just get the, all like the that. points. Um, very quickly, Gary Barnage, the barnyard dog, uh, seven catches, ninety-one yards. Good to see that. Travis Benjamin caught uh, six passes for ninety yards and a touch. Uh, 42-yard variety for the score. So he was pretty much struggling big time uh, before that. Is he the new Deshaun Jackson? That's what I started thinking about yesterday. I'm like, wait a second. Uh, I know I've besmirched, using an Adam Rank term, I've besmirched the name of uh, Travis Benjamin many times. But I'm like, wait a second. Isn't he just Deshaun Jackson? Uh, I mean, maybe he's been able to be a little more consistent with some of his just straight yardage totals. He hasn't been... I mean, he, uh, granted, most of his touchdowns have come of a longer variety, but right. I mean, if you look at it, he still has one, two, three, four, five double-digit games, and one that was just shy because of a uh, of a fumble loss. But he's actually a pretty good receiver. I know I was I was like enjoying watching him play, and then earlier in the season, Harmon put him through reception perception, and he got pretty good numbers. So you got good grades. You got some good grades for Matt Harmon from the wide receiver whisperer. The wide receiver whisperer from West Virginia. <laughs> uh, and let's also not forget, he has not exactly had consistent quarterback play this season. Uh, no. You know, I, I do think, though, at the beginning of the year, I, I think we were kind of pigeonholing him into that Deshaun Jackson deep threat sort of guy. And then, you know, when McCown really got hot is when you saw Benjamin doing a lot more than just going downfield and running those streaks. But so, early on, wasn't it something crazy like he had like six catches for three touchdowns or something crazy? Uh yeah something it was something and you were and, and you were thinking there's just no way I, I mean obviously like a YOLO play that. after right a while. well yeah exactly anyways um okay so we move on uh by the way Buck Allen uh 55 rush yards 29 receiving yards and a touchdown what does that all add up to 14 about yeah I think it was like 14.4 points he had on the day he's gonna 
it was good. It was encouraging to see him get most of the, the volume of the running back touches. Terrence West in his revenge game. Revenge! Seven, seven carries, but he wasn't used in the passing game. So Allen, Allen is going to be a nice volume play going forward, and uh, hopefully he can get into the end zone for people. But he'll be a solid RB. 16 total touches with uh, 12 carries and four receptions in that uh, Mark Trussman offense. Um, the one thing about uh, Buck Allen is he's got the Seahawks looming. And the Steelers in week 16. Not good. I don't know. I, I'm not scared of the Steelers. Stop it. I, I mean, <laughs> look, I know their FPA says something, but I, when I watch it's, them play, man, I'm not scared of them at all. You know what it is? It's the way they play defense. And uh, the way they, they attack the Seahawks is the, it's like they got together. Okay. I said, hey, everybody, uh, gather around, gather around. Okay. Um, Adam Rank is starting Tommy Rawls. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. 18 guys in the box. <laughs> don't cover one of those receivers. What about Doug Baldwin? No, no, no. Don't don't cover the receiver. Rawls thought but he wanted a touchdown. He scored like two. No, no, no. Don't, don't cover him anymore. I understand that Rawls, he did bail me out with that touchdown. But still, the, the way the Steelers were, were rolling in that game, it's like you guys realize you can't. You can't stop anybody through the air. Why? And but you know they, yeah, they made their choice. Their run defense is their strength, aside from just trying to shut down Adam Rank's fantasy days. That's <laughs> they've had a lot of guys. Cameron Hayward's been playing really great on the defensive line. Uh, for some reason, James Harrison and other people just you know he ceases to age. That and dude's just, a cyborg, and he's he's ridiculous. a freaking cyborg. So man. they've they've played really great run defense, but they can be taken to task through the air. <clears throat> um, Buck Allen moving forward. How much do you like him? Is he? I, I I'm assuming he's obviously in the RB two discussion. Say, I'd say low Is he end. pushing uh, R, low end RB one? No, low end RB two. Low end RB. I mean, I don't know the way guys are dropping. Well, right that's now. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he might. I get say up that, up. but when I look at the rankings again later, I'll probably have Buck Allen quite high. <laughs> that's in the war of attrition. That's very true. But if you're somebody who and if your waiver wire uh kicks you to the bottom every week instead yeah. of like it rotate instead of it you holding on reverse to it, uh re- yeah okay uh you probably accumulated a decent amount of running backs over the last couple of weeks right it gives you the opportunity to mix and match but if you're somebody who i know in my league of record i'm i'm rolling with um Thomas Rawls and Danny Woodhead, and I would I would actually like Buck Allen in that situation. Hundred percent. That's when I'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of the Steelers, D. But, <laughs> um. All right, um, Kamar Aiken, ten targets, six catches, eighty yards, and a touch. He looked pretty good. I, I would have a lot of faith in him moving forward. Um, he's going to earn my trust. He's going to get a lot of volume in the offense for sure. Crockett Gilmore, who I was super high on. I know Alex Gelhar was super high on Crockett Gilmore, too. I think it's time to just cut him loose. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, given tight end, he, he'll still have some upside. He'll be on that very low end of the tight end one range. But <clears throat> it was disappointing to not see him get more volume in this game, especially with Max Williams not hanging around. Yeah, I mean, four, they just... Four targets is tough to live on. Yeah, it really is. And uh, and I think the other thing, too, is it seems as if they're mixing in uh, a few different tight ends as well. Um, Crockett Gilmore's out there a lot. Yeah, he, but, I think he leads the snaps for them for sure, but you're right. Nick Boyle's getting in there, and Max Williams was at times. And, of course, Kyle Uchek is there in the backfield stealing some targets. So. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, look, if you're trying to hold on to I was holding on to him thinking about volume play, possibly just maybe Matt Schaub just feeds the guy. But yeah, he's Yeah, he has before in, in the, his old offenses in Texan, right. the tech, with the Texans and stuff. So, I don't think mate, you don't need to necessarily cut ties with him, but don't be There's deploying a, him every week. You talk about the running back position being thinned out. What about the, the tight end position? I mean, two guys who are the top two picks 
uh, at the tight end position, I got to imagine. That Jimmy Graham, yep. Jimmy Jimmy Graham was the second one. So there's a lot of people scrambling on the waiver wire, and, and uh, Scott Chandler might end up being the first one scooped up, depending, depending on how deep your waiver wire is. Crockett Gilmore is still somebody who's going to be available, and the one thing with tight ends is it's very easy for that position to go feast or famine. That yeah. You go bagel one week, and right. all of a sudden Dennis Pitta has two touchdowns, two touchdowns. or something like that. So I wouldn't. I would actually be encouraged that Gilmore did nothing against the Browns. You're like, okay, well then, the market correction's going to come, and he's going to have a, a dumb. He's going to have just a dumb game against somebody. And really, at this point of the season, with that position, you're rolling the dice on a lot of. Of course, games. Adam Rank would be encouraged by the fact that Crockett Gilmore does nothing. That's it. I don't. I'm the guy who walks by the roulette table and sees like, oh, they've had five reds in a row. Let me empty my Throw bank it. account, <laughs> waiting for the black one to come up. Oh, and the Heartline bling. That can only mean one thing. Um, gosh, he wanted he wanted to get into the end zone. Why didn't you get into the end zone, Brian Hartline? First of all, that's it. That's a win for the danger zone. I was Seven point four. Eight for seventy four is got to be pretty good. Seven point four. That's it. That he's on the composite. Yeah. Um. He's he's a he's he was graduate. also shoved in the end. He was going going to be open, and I forget the Raven who did it, but a Raven just literally shoved him to the ground. And so uh, the, the, the yeah, he got a I can't even look. think of who the quarterback was at this point. But um, I think it was probably still McCown. But uh, whoever then had to scramble around, it's like he was the target, and you're like, oh, my God. Because I, I had the Danger Zone tweet ready to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had superimposed Maverick's face on the break, <laughs> and I was going to do the Heartline Bling Danger Zone. Um. Well, he also caught he caught that one inside the five where he just stumbled and fell. Oh yeah, that I thought he was gonna just back into the end zone there, but no, he didn't. Oh, all things aside, I mean, you'll take that eight for seventy. You will take it, and let's acknowledge the fact that Brian Hartline has become a bigger part of their passing game in the last few weeks. Gosh, I, mean, I would hope so. I, you know, I mean, we didn't hear from him much all year. It was all about Travis Benjamin, but lately, Brian Hartline has kind of been a thing. Um, I, I guess I'll ask you guys, not that you trust him at all, but. Uh, I'm assuming he becomes the number two there. I know the injuries have opened the door for him, but he's not that far removed from back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, right? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, on, I, I, mean. I, I guess he's the number two. <laughs> I mean, sort of by default. I, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where there are teams where – I mean, look, you you've, seen, lo- you've seen Peter Gabriel play, and Peter Gabriel, by in the way, my he's eyes – Yeah, he's already had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, but last year he had – 474. Yeah, he uh, was uh, no good. Uh, no good last year. But no, but he did have back to back 1000 yard seasons. though. So I, I, I'm saying at least he's a reliable receiver, a reliable number two option or a reliable number three option, I guess, behind Benjamin and uh, the barnyard. Well, I mean, if we're looking at his recent run of success, as Marcus is saying, he's had uh, just over 23 percent of all the passing targets the past three weeks. So that's a pretty that's a pretty high volume there yeah, for him. Is. But uh, we'll we'll see. Okay, I mean, he we'll might see. be a name to circle in deeper <coughs> leagues. Uh, yeah, I think in deeper leagues he's at least worth a look, man. All right, <clears throat> let's get the top headline, shall we? Let's do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. 
All right, the first headline out of New England, of course. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk, uh, potentially missing a few weeks, maybe only one, maybe none. Uh, I don't know. That <laughs> depends on it's what you It's very up in the air. Yes, it's very up in the air. But uh, no structural damage, at least according to NFL Media Insider and Rappaport, <clears throat> who has that info uh, from a team source. So Gronk, I don't know, maybe misses a game. And I would imagine he misses at least one game because you got to yeah. think New England versus Philadelphia. I think they can take care of business uh, without Rob Gronkowski. So there's really no need to to rush him through, right? Uh, I mean, well, they're not going to rush him through. I mean, for the the Patriots, they're they're concerned just making sure he's ready for the playoffs, right? You know, same with Julian Edelman. So in that respect, yeah, they're not going to rush him. I mean, for those of us who have Rob Gronkowski on our fantasy rosters and are looking to make a playoff spot. Please come back soon. Sorry about your luck. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I kind of think that's how it's going to be. Um, but from a football uh, perspective, I'm not sure that all is well there in New England. I know the Eagles' defense has been terrible, but bad man. You look bad. at that, you look at that that game on on uh, Sunday night, and the bra or the uh, the Patriots scored three touchdowns in the game. Two of them came on fairly short fields, right? Uh, and you do just wonder with. Not much of a running game, really, with no targets. This is this is huge for them. That it affects Tom Brady. It affects pretty much everybody in that offense with without having Gronk there. Does does it? We said this last week. Like, I know. Oh, he doesn't have. He, I know. He and he had the three, t- he had the three playing, touchdown passes. Playing the best defense in the league. I know. Three Tom, touchdown passes Brady, later. It's Belichick. They'll get it done. Also, like the running game, I don't think the running game is hurt that much. For I think they just found different ways to attack the Broncos because they only gave. Garrett Blunt the ball like nine times last week. Right. So they yeah. can still turn on that running game. Both Brandon Bolden and James White can catch passes out of the backfield. Uh, Brandon LaFell is still there on a solid receiver. They'll probably call, you know, some guy in Boston and have him come suit up next week, and he'll catch eight passes. Keyshawn Martin. Yards. Keyshawn Martin. Martin, baby. Uh, breaking news I, alert, Chris Harper was cut by the Patriots. Wow, yeah, well, wow. he ruined – He <laughs> Not cool. He not nearly cool ruined their season because if he holds on to that punt – uh, the Patriots are up by 14, probably bleed out the clock. Gronkowski doesn't get injured. They're still undefeated. Gronkowski's still healthy. So if all he did was get cut, he should feel – no. Um, Wait, what? No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize you were a Boston sports sorry, fan. Sorry, sorry. I'm, listen, I'm not – I'm just saying what happened in that game. Are Boston sports fans the worst? I, You know, I don't – it's so Are weird. they the worst? I've separated the Patriots from Boston sports fans. I know they're the same. Okay. But I've done a great job in my mind because I've been a Tom Brady fan for pretty much his whole NFL career. Okay. Outside of his rookie year when he wasn't playing. Now, not a huge uh, fan. Now, are you only <laughs> are you only a Brady fan because you just absolutely hate Peyton Manning? No, no. I well, that's first of all part of your argument is is a fallacy because I don't hate Peyton. Manning. Oh, you do. No, I do not. Oh. I hate Peyton. Manning. If he was here, you would punt him right. In I would the, not in the nether <laughs> I would, regions. Listen, here's the thing. I I like Peyton Manning. I think his his commercials are charming. <laughs> and, uh, he's he's great on Saturday Night Live. I first of all, I hate Peyton Manning fans. Okay, that's number one. All right. Uh, number two, I I'm I've just been reporting. I'm I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really just reporting. It, it's not like it's. It's not like I'm making something up. It's like Peyton Manning has won one Super Bowl in his life. Yes. He's been blown out in two other Super Bowls. That is true. Uh, I, I can't I can't embellish that. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> he doesn't play well in the playoffs. It's not – the narrative 
is people trying to sell him as something that he's not. He's a great regular season quarterback. James, and why did you lead him into this? <laughs> <laughs> I really, no. I really, I, I really want to get off the. I can just see him. I can just see I, him. he's heating up over there. He's, he's getting ready. He's eating up. I would. I, part oh, of the reason why man. I'm a, part this of the is, reason why I'm a huge Brady fan. I can't talk about in an NFL sponsored podcast, but I will say this. Uh, it was a number of years ago when I was uh, a young man. Okay. I think I, I, I was in uh, I was in my twenties. I was working for NFL Publishing. I okay. would do the Super Bowl programs. Yes. And so each year you had to prepare it for the eight possible scenarios. So this guy and I would split AFC NFC. So I had the AFC that year, and I was doing it and getting everything ready for the Patriots. I'm like, this team's really good. I think they can win. And uh, I predicted. Is the, probably the only like national person, the only one who predicted a over the Rams. Yes, got it over St. Louis. Um, the Rams <laughs> didn't exist in that time. Uh, uh, what uh, thirteen and a half? St. Louis, Louis Football Club. I, th- I think it was the Rams. No, 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 St. Louis. Okay. No, the LA Rams stopped in ninety four. Uh, right then, they and became this was the St. Louis, St. Louis Football Club. We don't need to get him on this rant too. Finish <laughs> really? You're hitting all my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That should have been in the rundown. Talk about Peyton Manning. Right. Talk about the St. Louis Football Club. And there's your 45 minutes. We'll okay, boom, gone. Uh, so that's why I was kind of supporting Brady for all those years because uh, I was I, I made a prediction that came through. So, <laughs> okay. and it's that simple. And I was, I like uh, it. Hey, why not? I was at a Super Bowl party, and there was it was uh, and being in Southern California, there's sure. still a lot of people who are still leftover fans of the franchise in St. Louis. So there was one kid from Boston, and I went, walked up to him. I'm like, you know you guys are winning this game. He's like, no, no, I don't think. I'm like, dude, trust me. And uh, You got this. Yeah, we're best friends now. Okay, Patriots fans are the worst. All right, so uh, Gronk is going to be gone for one week, maybe more, or maybe none. But uh, how much do you guys like Scott Chandler? A lot. Yeah? Oh, my God. Yeah. I've already I've already started making my Chandler puns for the Danger Zone Good. on Wednesday. I like it. Yes, yeah, so I'm very excited. You're ready. I hope he gets at least one and gets a touchdown, and then he goes about his business. All right. Uh, can we stay in New England? Let's talk about Bellatrix real quick. Um, Marcus, the uh, you're one of the authors of uh, Bellatrix here. Yep. Uh, what do we make? Brandon Bolden, James White, LeGarrette Blunt. What do we do, man? Start Blunt. I mean, he's, he's the only one in that group that you can trust to get a, a plurality of the carries. Ooh. Like that? Um, I like that. Because you just don't know. I mean, when it comes to Bolden or White or, you know, anybody else back there, you have no idea what they're going to do. But LeGarrette Blunt, you know, is the primary running back. So he's the guy who's going to get most of the work on a weekly basis. I know it's a, I know it's a little bit of a trap to try to figure out game plan uh, ahead of time. But you got to think, right? Like, uh, why would they just not pound the rock with LeGarrette Blunt? Because Philadelphia, man. Philadelphia, man. They're, they're, they're terrible. Uh, they are not good. They are terrible. And they can't stop the run. They, cannot. they, so, they actually had for most of the season, and then Dougie Fresh went and dropped 230 on them. Yeah. And that was like the beginning of the end. Oh, I know. It seems. So, I don't know. They, if they don't, it's because they're the Patriots, and they found a better matchup to exploit. Right. It's the, the FPA says that the uh, play of the receivers – because the Eagles have allowed the most fantasy points right. to, to the wide receiver. Well, they're just getting torched everywhere. But still, like all, all I, aspects. Why do that? Like I, I just feel like they want to shorten the game and they want to survive and keep as many people healthy as possible. Right. And really, if you looked at the game against the Broncos, the one thing that changed it towards the end was the line of scrimmage, and the the, the Patriots were getting dominated on both sides of the ball, especially at the end of the game. So I expect them to try to get that uh, handled. 
I want to see the injury report, see who's going to be starting on the offensive line for the Patriots. That might also give us a little bit of a clue of what they're thinking. It really was a heck of a win by Denver, by the way. I mean, I just felt like it was over. It was fourth quarter. Uh, Patriots up, what, two scores, 14 points, and you're like, ah, it's over. This baby's over. Well, I think when you know the, the Broncos got the, the fumble, to, yeah, the fumble changed everything. All right, let's go to Arizona. Warmer weather. CJ2K, fractured tibia, out indefinitely. Uh, Andre Ellington, turf toe, which means of their three-headed attack, it is now down to one head. David Johnson. I love David Johnson here. I absolutely love David Johnson. I'm going Johnson. out and trying to put in as many claims for David Johnson as I possibly can right now. That is what I'm doing as we talk. What I mean, the running back position, man, this year has just been absolutely ridiculous. But, no, David Johnson out of Northern Iowa, uh, we've seen what he can do. Uh, very explosive athlete. Extra, I mean, just an unbelievable athlete. He's big. He's strong. He can catch passes. He's extremely fast. Um, I won't go into all the 40 times and all that, although I probably will at some point. Um, but, no, David Johnson is – He's the real deal, man. Uh, Wiz, I'd love to get your take on, on I'm, uh, DJ. I'm excited about his potential in this offense moving forward. And uh, word to the listeners out there, I All saw right. some Bruce Arians quotes in the, the media late last night. Which are always morning. entertaining. But. Well, no, because it was him blowing smoke again. And people got real mad when Bruce was like, yeah, John Brown's going to start. But look. Bruce Arians and all NFL coaches lie. He, he, his, <laughs> Liar! His quote this time was like, oh, David Johnson's not even close. He's behind Stephon Taylor and Marion Grice and all these guys. <laughs> Stephon right, Taylor, come right. on. Right. So Come it's on, like, bro. oh, okay, on, okay, Bruce. Is Kerwin Williams still there? So David the, Johnson, number four on the he's depth chart? on the practice squad. <laughs> what, what will probably happen is that Stefan Taylor will get a handful of carries as well. No, but stop. Think, <laughs> no, it will. It will because oh. Bruce Arians loves his veterans. But, like – David Johnson's been in this offense the whole year. Right. He's he, we've seen what he can do. He will get plenty of touches, and he will, at worst. Marion Grice is still on the roster. No, he's no. in Detroit. Oh, I thought. <laughs> but as I was just going on my Bruce Arians rant with all the other running backs he's had. But no, so like don't don't believe everything Bruce Arians no. is possible. He's an awesome coach. I would love Great to coach. have a beer with the guy, but no d- doubt, don't don't trust that. Trust what you've seen on the field and what he's actually done there. Do you think he actually wears that hat out in public? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Sure. Or oh, does totally. he? Or He's is it a game? For that. No, but see, I'm saying, is it a game day thing? No, I'm sure if you saw Bruce Arians at like Ralph's, I'm sure. Buy him yeah. And wearing if, that hat. If you saw Bruce yeah. Arians at a local, you know, watering hole, he would have that hat on. If I saw him at the Ralph's with a red hat like that, I would be very confused. I would think he works at, at the Ralph's. Christmas, <laughs> at Christmas Eve service, he's probably still wearing that hat. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think all of us are pretty high on David Johnson. He's He was one of the top waiver wire pickups this week for sure. Jimmy Graham out for the season, torn kneecap. Um, it's the same plateau tendon uh, injury suffered by Victor Cruz. It's a bad injury. It's bad a really injury. bad injury. If uh, Akbar always says ACL is the new sprained ankle, which is – <laughs> So is Patelton to the new ACL then? Yeah, I know. Is the Patelton to uh. the new ACL. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough injury to come back from, man. Uh, at least from what we've seen uh, of various athletes. So I feel for Jimmy Graham. I really do. Um, That's a tough one. He was starting, dude. He, he was starting to really exert his will against the Steelers and was starting to, you know, it takes a little bit of a time, uh, a time to get adjusted to a new offense. Absolutely. And he's asked to do a number of different things. Absolutely. And I, I was a little bit surprised that he had struggled so much. Yeah. That it was so hard to get him the ball. Like, I – well, they, I look a, at they, the, they had him block way too much. Yeah, that was... Uh, would watch Russell Wilson drop back to pass, and there would be 88 just hanging around to block people. 
Yeah, that was a – well, I mean, why would you get somebody like Jimmy Graham if all you wanted to do was, was have him block? block. Like, that's, that just seems ridiculous. That's like having a Porsche as a paperweight. You're like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? And right. so uh, – yeah, so it's disappointing. And again, if you're uh, if you're in this position of where you're going to need to pick up a tight end, I don't think that Zach, well, What's Luke, Luke, Wilson Luke Wilson is the guy who uh, who's the backup there, which is fine. I, I would probably still go after Chandler at least for this. Chandler one. would oh, be yeah. first. Luke Wilson isn't a terrible look though because he there were there were there's a period where he was the more productive receiver in the passing game, anyways. So. I probably just pass and just try to stream the other options. Right, though, you right? can stream options. I mean, he could be a streaming one depending on the matchup too. But Chandler's number one. To Chandler go number one. Uh, <clears throat> the kid out of Chicago, Zach Miller. Uh, he's if he's available on the oh, waiver wire, I'm assuming he's been long gone. How do you think? Well, Marty Bennett was out and I play Miller's a, had a touchdown. I was going to say my my league of record is heavily Chicago Bears. I see. All right. Uh, no, I picked him up in a couple different leagues, but uh, I, if he's out there, he's definitely worth a look. Um, no, even, he's a, even he, with Martellus Bennett playing, he's been seeing more snaps uh, and, and a lot more targets as well. So I, I don't know. I, I like the talent level. He's the number two pass catcher on that team behind Alshon Jeffrey. So I would still, ahead of Martellus Bennett. Yeah, the way they've been using him and uh, the way defenses kind of focus on Marty B because there's, I mean, Marcus Wilson is fine, but nobody's really. Super concerned about him, at least as a, a scheme wise. So they've been looking at, at Marty B and kind of shutting him down. And Miller's been roaming free, and he's the guy that Cutler looks for near the goal line. And there's a lot of positives coming out. And especially that's the one thing with tight ends is there's a, a handful of guys that you can look at that are going to get you touchdowns and yards. But most of these guys, right? Touchdown. You want the guys who are touchdown. All right. So uh, Ahmad Bradshaw's on the IR. <clears throat> Gore's. Basically beat up, I think was the quote. Beat to crap was the actual <laughs> quote from Chuck Pagano. Okay, great. But he also followed up with he's a warrior. So He is a warrior, Frank Gore. I don't know how he keeps doing it. It's amazing. Uh, but Ahmad Bradshaw on the I didn't even realize he was that hurt. Yeah, I, I, it was something with his wrist. I mean, he left the game with the wrist injury. We wasn't sure how severe it was. And then that's too that's, bad. It's unfortunate because he was, he was starting to, to do some things for him. But I agree. Yeah, he's, he's always oft injured as the expression goes so That's but boom heron uh puts him back on the fantasy radar because he uh he did some good things for the the colts last year on limited touches when they were still devoted to giving the ball to trent richardson uh and he'll be the new guy to spell gore and if gore has to miss any time with the, the litany of injuries he's piling up boom heron will be a, a definite wide, uh, running back too that week all right dolphins have parted ways with offensive coordinator bill laser um, I don't even know who steps in for Bill Lazor. Is there a quarterback coach? Is there a South Park reference we can make? No? Uh, I don't know. PC principal just got had to, had to check Lazor's privilege, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, what does it mean for Lamar Miller, who I think he got five carries in the last game, and he is, his p- production has has absolutely plummeted. Uh, yeah, and that's I think that is part of the story of why Laser got the axes because Dan Campbell, when he came in, if you remember his first couple games, it was a total 180 for the offense. They ran the ball a lot. They played better defense. They kind of controlled the clock because he was a former blocking tight end. That was his style. And then Laser kept going away from that. The last two weeks, I think Lamar Miller had a grand total of 14 carries. Uh, 12, actually. 12. Sorry, <laughs> I, I overshot it. And uh, for a player as talented as Lamar Miller, like that is ridiculous. He, there have only been two games this year where Miller has had more than 15 carries. It's insane. That's it. So I would think that Zach Taylor getting the promotion probably also got a nod from Dan Campbell to like, hey, give the ball to hey, a best player. <laughs> Please. Hey, bro, let's give the ball Although to the ball. Although you do wonder, I mean, with, with him being the quarterback coach, does he try to you know prop up Ryan Tannehill a little bit more? 
uh, you know, short, quick throws, get the ball to Jarvis Landry. I, I, I honestly don't know. You know what, I don't. What, I don't know what to expect. I mean, you know what would also help Ryan Tannehill is a good running game. <laughs> so I, 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 I really think, don't know. I would think Lamar Miller pops bounces back after this, uh, and then the rest of the offense should still should still be should still be fine. In Pittsburgh, Big Ben, Big Ben rather, Ben Roethlisberger should be good to go. He uh, put himself—you uh, never see this—he put himself good for Big Ben. <laughs> absolutely, he put himself in the concussion protocol. He might not actually have a concussion, so he might not have a protocol to go through. So, uh, Big Ben <clears throat> uh, should be able to to uh, tough it out, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, if he does miss time, which doesn't sound like he will, Antonio Brown's stock would plummet. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he's in there, Antonio Brown. Solid play. I, yeah, we just, just wanted to, to let people know because there was a lot of panic going around on Twitter when Lan- when all of a sudden it was like, hey, Landry Landry Jones is warming up. What? But Ben should be good to go. So, yeah, there you go. All right, Jeremy Hill, <coughs> Tyler Eifert, and Cincinnati both okay after leaving uh, the game with injuries. But obviously that's something that we're going to have to watch for on Twitter and online all week. Yeah, Eifert, Eifert had an MRI to see if there was any, like, structural damage in his neck, actually. I didn't realize it was that bad. There wasn't. So I, they they might still hold him out as a precaution. I don't know, but for Tyler Eifert owners, myself, I have him in a lot of leagues. Right. If you were only rolling with one tight end post to buy, might be a good week to try and go get like Chandler, like we keep mentioning, or somebody else, because at least for a couple weeks, if Eifert needs to heal, Chandler should be able to stop that gap for you. Uh, I I also wanted to say in tight end news, um, I know a lot of folks. I get a lot of questions about Rip Rogers, Richard Rogers there in Green Bay. Um, I'm not. I first of all, I love Rip Rogers, but. Uh, I will say this: the fact that they've been utilizing um, Justin Perillo, is that his name? That James Perillo, Jason Justin Perillo, Justin, Justin Perillo, whatever. Justin Perillo. Uh, the whatever. fact they've been <laughs> the fact they've been utilizing Justin Perillo a little bit more makes me really nervous about playing a guy like Richard Rogers. It was cool to play Richard Rogers when. There was no other tight end targets to be had. Uh, but I was starting Richard Rodgers before it was cool to start uh, Richard Rodgers. <laughs> that was a little <laughs> Complete, uh, yes, Cal Humble. Uh, well, Richard Rodgers is funny. Bring up, speaking of which, uh, I think Andrew Corliss finally got activated from there the pup go. as well for the go. Packers. Yep. So that is moving very quickly towards a tight end by committee, and Richard Rodgers once fine touchdown upside. Right. It's probably going to be going by the wayside. Yeah. But his quarterback struggling, so I would avoid. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> you just you just had to chuck that in there. What? I'm just I again, I'm not trying I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not making up any statistics. I'm just saying what I'm watching on the field. Okay. Unless you saw It also doesn't what help I, when he gets 14 yards off of 17 uh, attempts to two of his receivers. That helps. That uh, it helps the that. Bears. <laughs> it, it, it certainly did. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Um, I don't think there's anybody. Oh, Jeremy Macklin, Sammy Watkins, they have both uh, both busted out of their slump. I mean, holy cow. Where did this Sammy Watkins game come from? Came from Sammy Watkins he's... to play in the need of the ball more. That's yeah, this is the uh, second time in about a month that he's had at least 22 points in a game. So it's one of those situations where if you just beg enough, they're going to be like, all right, we'll throw you the ball. And but it's it, so crazy, the boomer bust potential for Sammy Watkins. I, on a week-to-week basis, have no idea what to do with Sammy. Yeah, it, it, it's really one of the – I have the same dilemma a lot of times. where, and, and it always seems that the three guys who I have to fill out that, that final wide receiver position are Sammy Watkins, Tavon Austin, and Jordan Matthews. Oh, yeah. And I never – I get it wrong – all the time. <laughs> Although, they all hit this week, so I know it wasn't bad this week. This was actually one where you're like, okay, well, I mean, you would have wanted Sammy Watkins, but you're right. like, okay, whoever you started there was fine, which means 
all three of those guys are going to tank this. I am in a league. I'm in a league where I have Sammy Watkins, uh, Jordan Matthews, and Brandon Cooks. Fun. Boom or bust city. Yeah, you were your home runner strikeout every week. Uh, God. Yeah, Watkins is going to be a lot more volatile. Jeremy Macklin had been real quiet since he had his concussion. Uh, his target his target share had dipped a lot, but it bounced back into a huge number this past week. And I think this is back to the Jeremy Macklin we saw pre-concussion when over like a three- or four-game span he owned like 33% of the passing game targets. Can we take a moment to recognize that Jeremy Macklin caught a 41-yard touchdown pass, 36 of which went through the air? Okay. Yeah, yeah, buddy! That was amazing. That was- <laughs> there you go, Alex Smith. <laughs> Alex Smith not necessarily slinging it, but uh, man, he put everything he had – uh, throwing that ball out there. But he, the thing with Jeremy Macklin, too, he's too talented. Like, at what point does talent overcome the system, uh, overcome the quarterback? I mean, Let's we talk about it with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's the clearest case, right? It's when he gets the targets. That that was why his production had dipped for the last couple of weeks because he wasn't seeing the volume he needed. Right. This week he got fed like he had for a while. Like, I think it was starting in that game against Green Bay on Monday night. Right. And well, if, you're, if you throw that many targets at a guy as talented as Jeremy Macklin, he's going to make plays. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, and, and I know a lot of folks weren't, um, I guess, high on Jeremy Macklin. But, man, it's just when I watch that guy play, man, and when he touches the ball, he's electric. And whenever I see that, it's like I got to get that guy on my team. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, J- Jeremy Macklin, I would hope he keeps getting fed. We'll see. Andy Reid offense, we're not exactly sure. All right, let's talk about fantasy trust falls. Do you think the following players – so wait, real, real quick, for those that might not know what a trust fall is, this is where you might have done it at summer camp or something. Somebody stands up in front of a bunch of other people, and they'll hold out their arms. Oh, there you go. To, you know, trust that they will catch you. Yes. Also, if you want, I was, I was searching for some maybe good sound effects for this. There are some very comical trust fall fail compilations. Oh, I'm sure. The, oh, yeah. the, I'm the corporate sure. ones are the best. Corporate ones are good. And this is, they, what, they did this in Mean Girls, too, you might remember, where they had, they're like, you know, Everybody coming together moment. It was pretty funny in the movies. The so. only problem with Mean Girls is I feel it's a good movie. Uh, I, I know it's. I know. I know it seems. Uh, don't are, go you down, about, down. are you about to be smart? I feel no, but don't, 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 don't I feel guilty person. watching the movie. <laughs> Why? I feel like a dirty old man. Uh, <laughs> it, it, if, I do. Uh, if Amy Adams wasn't thirty. I know. I would feel that it's it's like no, but that's the problem, right? It's like okay, Amy there's Adams isn't in that movie. Uh, Rachel, no, it's uh, Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Somebody with Adams. Something Adams. Adams. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean that's what I'm saying. All these, all, all the the actresses in the movie are like 25 plus. No, Lacey Charbet's <laughs> got to be like 40. <laughs> she's like Stacy Dash. She's been playing. She's been playing a teenager since the 90s. Love it. Absolutely love it, but I feel I feel guilty. I'm like, wait, uh, am I a dirty old? Bi-? Wait a second. You're just watching. Uh, I mean, a movie. little bit. You're just watching a good movie. All right. So uh, trust falls. Anyway, yes, trust falls. C.J. Anderson, how do we feel? Uh, I believe. Can I go down Narrative Street? Didn't we see this last year? I believe it, Narrative Street. No, I, I mean, I like him. He he is looking better, and we've been saying all year long that he's a better running back than Ronnie Hillman. Despite what the numbers might have said, he's a better running back, and he looks healthy. He looks. Confident, they're giving him the ball. I I believe I'm in. Um, I, I think he does have the Steelers the week fifteen. Which are the like Steelers little... paying you? No, I'm just. Saying, <laughs> I, it, it, this podcast is brought to you by the Pittsburgh Steelers run <laughs> defense. There's nobody. I I don't care for the Steelers. <laughs> I I feel like Mike Tomlin when I watch him, he's the dude who hits on 19 at blackjack but still wins. 
Like, how is this guy winning? He does <laughs> he does everything wrong. Like, oh, it just does it, and it just drives you crazy. And then he's cocky about it too. Uh, as for as for Anderson, part of, a big part of his struggles earlier in the season was he had a foot injury. Like, go figure, a foot injury yeah. saps a running back of his ability. Sure, he healed up over the bye, and he's looked great starting in that game against a great. So many so many teams are having great games against the Packers. I keep mentioning on this podcast, but he looked great against the Packers in that game where both he and Hillman scored. So I I absolutely trust C.J. Anderson. I was tweeting about him. Um, uh, during the game, and a bunch of people were talking about how he's dropped on their dropped in the league. If CJ Anderson was dropped, go get him. I would agree with that's that. That's <clears throat> that's lunacy. If somebody dropped him, oh, I, it's funny because people always tell I dropped that guy, but typically in leagues I play, and nobody nobody would drop no. him. But if uh, if we want some real talk, uh, he's playing well because the quarterback position was I would upgraded agree. over the last couple of weeks. Brock <clears throat> Osweiler that actually has helped. He plays under center, and that literally probably, yeah, under center, under center, right. And that helps his running. It's such a it's such a small thing that you would think to the to the to the layperson, um, but it's really a huge thing because it's hard it, to run out of shotgun, man. It, not only is it hard to run out, and it's also a big thing that's that's hurting Demarco Murray too. Right, is that he's not good in that offense. That read option stuff, he can't do it. He can't run at, when the quarterback's out of shotgun. He needs a quarterback who is dropping back underneath center. Uh, so for C.J. Anderson, as long as Brock Osweiler is the one, then C.J. Anderson will be getting it done. I mean, you got to keep. Ooh. Whoa, man! Whoa, <laughs> really? Wow! Yeah. Stop just by. Drop just, it just drop, seriously, just drop the mic and walk Holy out. Thanks for coming cow, by, pal. That was Adam Rank. On uh, no, but they're they're running the offense that they installed in the off season. That's what they're doing. They were trying to scramble, trying to figure out the offense with Peyton Manning. Uh, well, in a shotgun. Let's not forget they tried to run the offense with Peyton Manning at the start of the year and it went exactly. horribly wrong. Their it offense was, was extremely inefficient. Not good. So that's he, why they, he was inefficient. No, actually it was just Peyton Manning. That was the entire <laughs> Peyton offense. Peyton Manning looked go, pretty go bad. Go back and Peyton. look at everybody else. He looked pretty bad. Well, it, it starts with the quarterback, though. If the quarterback's not playing well, it's going to take everybody down. Yes, but everybody was down. So the offense because was Because of still the quarterback. Both statements, they're not mutually exclusive. They're both true statements. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. But, no, I, I like C.J. Anderson moving forward. I really do. All right, good. Uh, we, all tr- we all trust him. We'll, he'll catch us. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> <laughs> How about Eddie Lacy? Back-to-back 100-yard games. I'll, he'll catch me all day. I, tr- I, trust <laughs> day. I mean, he just has to stand there, and then you just fall into him. I trust him. Yeah, that's the thing. I trust him as a What a soft back. landing spot as well. But I don't trust him because he might be holding a burrito. <laughs> It might not be able to catch me. If you're going to make a joke like that, at least say you'd be holding like a, a bratwurst or something. <laughs> What's tie, it, tie it to the region. Like, like, make, it, make it regionally specific. Come on. Let me tell you something. Burritos are worldwide. I'm not saying they, they are not. aren't. They are not. Well, then that's, that's the world. That's, <laughs> they that's, are not. That's the world's problem. Like, <laughs> burritos outside of California are terrible. They're awful. What? Like you could go to like maybe like South Texas. All right, I give Texas a little bit of love, but even then, they they prep their burritos weird, man. I'm not a fan. Okay, I I I would have to say this. Okay, uh, they're a little bit harder to find in some other places. Like if you're in Chicago, it's it's not easy. No, and they're burrito. gross. Not always. No, they are gross. I don't. <laughs> that is not true. This is also coming so, from the guy who doesn't know the no. U.S. Hey, map. I'm gonna say, <laughs> did you did you find Chicago on a map? No, uh, I'll answer that for you James, right now. James, show us on the map no, where you had a bad burrito. I, <laughs> 
I have I if you showed me a US map right now, I could not point to you where Chicago oh, is. That's so disappointing. I could point to the general region. Uh, I love that this joke is this the is general <laughs> region. This is why Cal State Fullerton is the Harvard of the West. Oh, Coast. how and not dare Cal. you. How dare you. All right, so Lacey though, back to real yes, football. I, I trust him. It. I'm good again. Same situation with CJ Anderson. He's healthy, he's running well, he's back to being the guy who gets most of the carries. I'm on board. I don't know. We'll see. I think this will this this week will be the litmus test. Uh, it will be a good one, but uh, we will see on Thursday night. Thursday night football. Watch everybody. Um, Adam Rank, trust deal? No. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah, I was uh, I was in. I was okay, in on Eddie Lacy. Yeah, and it's one of those things uh, we talked about on the fantasy show on Monday, which alluded to something that Chris Collinsworth was talking about on Sunday night. Is some some running backs just do better in uh, bad Cold weather, one. right? And I can just imagine as the weather gets colder and. Being uh, on the defensive line and seeing Eddie Lacy running at you, you're like, oh, wow, I can't get off my block somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, that was one of my moves in high school. Some business decisions will be made. Yeah. Jeremy Hill in Cincinnati. What do we make of his outlook uh, as we go down the playoff stretch? Guess who he plays down the stretch? Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah, you know it. But he does end with the Broncos. Okay. On uh, week 16. So you don't believe in Jeremy Hill? You know what? I do. I do believe in him as a as a running back talent. But if you have depth and you're going to be able to play matchups, and I understand a lot of people you will can't not be able it. to play matchups. But as, a, as an overall running back, I, I still have long felt that he's the best option. Hugh Jackson wants him to be the guy, which right. means a lot to me. Wait, like, How many times can Hugh Jackson be like, Jeremy, you need to get your he act was, together? He was fine this week. I've read that story like six <laughs> times this NFL season. Uh, Hugh Jackson, I, Jeremy Hill story. I, I yeah. love Jeremy Hill, too. I was I was huge on him coming into this year. I was, I was a little late to the train. Adam Rank was more of a firster there, but – uh, I've just I have trust issues. I don't think he's gonna catch me. I feel like I'm gonna start him in the fantasy playoffs, <laughs> and I'm gonna get six carries for 32 yards. Oh, yeah. I'll end up playing. And him that's again. very possible, by the way. Very. Uh, I'll end up playing him in that championship. I, I feel like you know he will sort of catch you. Like you know your your bum may get a little cold and muddy. But, you know, you won't fall all the way. So it'll be like a partial fail. Yeah, you know. They catch most of you, but then, like, your head hits the ground. (laughs) Right. It's kind of like, oh, you fell faster than I thought you would, you know. But, you know, you don't have a concussion. So, you know, that. You're good. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy Hill is very touchdown dependent. Uh, we we've dubbed him on the podcast as Matt Asiata 2.0. Unfortunately, oh wow, he's, oh, better, he's better than who Matt Asiata. Hey, who, who, Matt? Hey, who, who dubbed him that? Don't, hey. don't put that on the podcast as a fine. Whole. I did, <laughs> I did. All right, I did. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, he, actually, he is Matt Asiata 2.0. You just made me think of something, James. Though that yeah. that uh, I was having a discussion with Adam Harstead, uh, a talented guy on uh, Twitter. You should follow him. But uh, Jeremy Hill. While he is touchdown dependent, he has gotten a lot of goal line carries. And if Tyler Eifert is injured for a little while, he was the only other great red zone threat on that team. Ooh, A.J. Green, though. A.J. Green is there, but that could mean they try to give the Rock a few more times to their big back in that area instead of chucking it to Tyler Eifert. So I don't mind that. something to think about if Tyler Eifert's out and you're debating whether or not to start Jeremy Hill because it, while he is touchdown dependent, he is getting those goal line carries. That's yeah, so. great offense. It's it, a good offense. It's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a great offense to be touchdown dependent in. Very true. Uh, no doubt about it. How about Darren McFadden? What do we make of his production down the street? The reason I put him in the next guy on this list is because no more Tony Romo. True. So, But doesn't – you know, I always struggle with this, right, because it's like no Tony Romo, but then he's going to be facing stacked boxes. Is he talented enough to beat that? 
Well, he's got a great offensive line, and he's getting fed touches. That's why I'm putting him on here. Like, where do you guys trust him at this point? Do we think he's just going to be a, like, 8 to 12-point yardage guy the rest of the way as, like, a low-end RB2? What do we think? I'm yeah, de- he's-, I, he's square in my RB2 range. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you have him, I have no problems playing him. I just wouldn't expect high upside. Yeah, that's the one. It's He's in that mix with uh, Jeremy Hill and TJ Yeldon, and uh, I think I have them all in a team, too, where it's, I'm like just trying to figure out who is going to be the guy and, and what's the matchup looking like. And, you know, it, it comes to a point that it's sometimes you're just going to have to throw out the matchup and be like, this is my running back. Like, NFL coaches seem to always get it wrong because they try to mix and match these running backs. I feel like for fantasy enthusiasts, you should just be the same way. Be like, I'm just going to pick one guy. And just and, ride him. And just ride him and hope for the best. And McFadden behind that offensive line being a a, a number one running back and going on the uh, on the shares and everything like that, that, I would probably just – I would trust him. I like it. I, I mean, yeah, he's he was. I think he's averaging something like t- some obscene number of touches a game, like twenty-seven or something, since cow- he like, became the starting guy. So the Cowboys have made it a point to where they're like, "Look, uh, he might get hurt. We know his injury history, so we're going to run him thirty times a game. Right. We're going to take it's perfect. It, instead of trying to play that game where you're like, okay, we'll give him fifteen, we'll give this other guy ten, and this guy five. Right. Like, look, we're going with Darren McFadden as long as he stays healthy. Great. If he gets hurt, fine. Next guy up, and let's run that. Well, I also feel like though that that was kind of a product of what happened because at the start of the year, everything they said in Dallas was that it was going to be a committee. But yeah, you know, uh, Lance Dunbar gets hurt. Joseph Randall, you know, does Joseph Randall and <laughs> gone. Uh, Kristen Michael didn't happen. Uh, you know, Robert Turbin is eh, whatever. So it's kind of been. Darren McFadden is last man standing. I mean, he's the guy who's been there the whole time, and so he's kind of, I guess, by default earned all these touches. Isn't it weird, too, that that we've just totally written off Darren McFadden as a talent? I mean, it's so weird because, to me, I always felt like, okay, he's a talented dude. Yes, he has an injury history, but he was also playing with the Raiders. Like, at what point... If you're Darren McFadden, are you like, you know what, man? Like, I'm, I'm not, not really healthy. rushing back. I'm not that healthy. Right. I'm not that. I'm good, guys. I'm good. He's still talented. He's just part of what made him so talented back in the day, too, was he had that home run speed. Yeah, that burst. Which he's lost a little bit of now, but he's still a good running back. I agree. I don't know. I, right, I guess I guess we trust Darren McFadden. I do. I, like I would him. say, yeah, that, I that's think a great. I think it's a low upside, though. That is yeah. a uh, great point, though, because he is very talented. He was a top five overall pick. Right. And... Uh, I'm with you. All right, let's go. Todd Gurley, um, 30 yards. 30 yards, not on one carry, for the game. <clears throat> what do we make of Todd Gurley? Um, the offense is bad. The uh, offense is Yeah, I mean, I, you're, you trust him because we keep talking about this with running backs. Everybody's hurt, and whoever is there and starting and getting a lot of carries, how do you go away from that guy? But – because the Rams can't do anything else on offense, he's going to see, like, eight guys in the box every time he lines up. And if not, not more. Good. Also, what hurts is that they're, they've been getting behind early in a lot of these games, like the one to Chicago a couple of weeks ago, this last week to the Bengals. He only had nine carries Yikes. last week. He's the most talented player on that offense. By far. Only had nine carries. By far. And one catch. <laughs> that is that is concerning to That me. is sad. Especially because he has to face Arizona next. And I know he dropped like 150 or whatever on Arizona earlier, um, largely all in the fourth quarter. But he's got to face Arizona next, uh, an emerging Detroit defense, a Tampa Bay defense that's been good against the run. And then he has to go into Seattle. 
good. That's his next four games. But does he play Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> Great point. He does not. I trust him. There it is. <laughs> All right, Adam Rank, you love yourself some Todd Gurley. I'm hit, not going to say hit any, the people. I'm not going to say anything bad about Todd Gurley. I will say bad things about Jeff Fisher, and he just doesn't know how to run this offense. I don't. I don't believe in him as an NFL coach. And really, this team is just in a lame duck situation to almost to the point where I wish, like, you know what? I don't want Todd Gurley to be hurt for his first games as an LA Ram. So why don't you just leave him on the bench? Can you just do us a solid? I think that we should be able the the LA fans should be able to decide like hey this is what we want you to do since it's clear that you have no idea and <laughs> and really Nick Foles being the quarterback is awful the guy that this benefits the most is Tavon Austin and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago that because That's teams it? are so committed yeah look at what Austin did this week he okay. is he is the guy who benefits if that team needs to uh, adjust their game plan. And that's what they did last week. Everybody's in the box trying to stop Todd Gurley. I see like, what you're saying. All right, we'll find creative ways. Right. It's single funny. coverage. They're finding creative ways to get the ball to Tavon Austin. It's like, hey, uh, hey, uh, coach, why don't you uh, why don't you figure out a way to get to Gurley? Like, <laughs> I don't know what – I don't line him, up, line him up at quarterback. I don't know what you got to do. Uh, just make it happen. Um, is this all a little bit overblown, though? Because Todd Gurley, even though he struggled last week, and, and obviously the offense is rough, and he's, you know, he hit his apex, what, about five weeks ago, and we've seen a decline in production ever since. But that being said, his apex was so high. It was it was high, but his, his yardage totals have been dropping too, which is what was his safety net before. And I think it's been direct correlation to the offense being so terrible these last few weeks. That it being- was it was a uh, this was the first time as a legitimate starter that he didn't have double digits. Right, right, right. Like, no, but that's what I'm saying. He had had a great he had had a great run, but it's he's been trending in the wrong direction because of the offense, not because he's any worse of a player. Don't uh, ever say that word again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some wide receivers. Let's, shall let's we? do them quick because we're All getting right. long here. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, ha, ha, what do you know? When we talk about burritos, we can't uh, get the podcast. Burritos and burritos. Burritos, Manning, Manning and St. Louis FC. That's oh, that's, uh, that is Adam's that's your wheelhouse. Podcast. Yeah. That's Adam's wheelhouse. Uh, Des Bryant, what do we think? No trust. No trust whatsoever. No trust. No. T.Y. Hilton, what do we think? As, as long as they stick with Hasselbeck. Trust or no trust? You know what? There's something about T.Y. Hilton that I, I understand he, he's coming off a huge game, but he had gone a long stretch without having a, a touchdown. And he doesn't get 100 yards all that often. Uh, he's somebody who has a, a great name value, and people really seem to like him. I would have hoped that you could have dealt him a couple of weeks ago, but he's one of those guys you feel compelled to start because everybody talks up T.Y. Hilton. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. But then – Typically, you end up just. I trust Dante Moncrief a lot more in that offense. It's yeah. it's not crazy to say that. I I mean, T. Y. Hilton has kind of become one of those boomer bust guys. Either you're getting the you know that's his skill set though, 110 and two touchdowns, or you get 37 yards. I mean that that is his skill set though, is it not? Play on the outside. Um, he's going to run that nine a little bit. Uh, and I, I think when I watch him run other routes, I'm not terribly impressed. So you're calling him a rich man, Tory Smith. No, 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 he's, no, he's no. Good. He's good. No, I am not calling him that. Uh, no, he's uh, <laughs> much better than Torrey Smith. But no, T.Y. Hilton, <clears throat> to me, just I mean, just given the size too, right? Uh, it's hard to, um, I guess, be that effective with that kind of size. But no, he's that home run guy. Uh, I do like him. I just, 
I just wouldn't put him in as a wide receiver one category. Right, well, here, we were we were very trustworthy with the running backs and have been waiting to try and get this sound drop in for a little while. So after these last two trust issues we're having with Des Bryant and T.Y. Hilton. Load. Load. Dang it. Choose. If I get an ad for a three-second clip on you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my phone across. The <laughs> we'll edit this out in post. There it is. There it is. Quiet. <laughs> it was, that is the Wilhelm scream. That's that's us trying to have Des Bryant and T. Y. Hilton yeah, catch us in great. fantasy. Uh, Demarius Thomas. What happened? He so many drops. He was inspired by Devonte Adams on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of DT. Um, I would think uh, the talent is there, but, man, those drops I'm, have been bad. I'm really down on him right now. Um, the drops have been bad. Just watching him on Sunday night, not really fight in a lot of situations for the football. Not I was just to about football. to say, does he not? He looks like he's not having any fun out there. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is light years ahead of him at the moment. I, I mean, agree. Sanders is making plays. He looks fired up. Just Demarius Thomas does not look like – we talked about Eric Decker maybe being a creation of Peyton Manning. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Demarius Thomas wasn't a Peyton Manning creation. Uh-oh. Uh, although I will say, come on, I mean, he did produce a little bit with Tim Tebow too. DT was uh, having a really inefficient start to the season too, and I thought that was more of Peyton Manning. But yeah. he uh, then he came back and he made some great catches, but then he's been plagued by drops recently. So I don't know. I have trust issues. Yeah, me too. All right, Randall Cobb. <clears throat> what do we think? Trust issues. Trust. Huge trust issues. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was that? Uh, just, that was a Bears fan cackle. <laughs> I, I just enjoyed that. Oh, wow. All uh, right, let's talk about waiver wire ads. Uh, if Spencer Ware is available, I don't know why he would be. Get him. But, uh, he get was him. still only owned in like 30% of leagues. Go get him. Uh, he's got to be gone in most competitive leagues now. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Boom Heron, a wonderful ad. Love this one. Scott uh, Chandler, we talked about. you got to add him. Um, Kyle Rudolph's an interesting streaming candidate. He, yes, this uh, week. Seahawks. He's playing the Seahawks at home, and he, I think he just set, like, back-to-back, like, catch, uh, like, career highs for himself in weeks or something like that, which is weird to think because he's been in the league for a while. But he had two good weeks, like six and seven catches, and uh, I think he'll be a solid play this week at home against the Seahawks. And even, like, Heath Miller last week, I, I, I was big on Heath Miller last week, was actually starting to have a pretty nice game, then he got injured you, and had to leave. If you add up the Matt Spath, Jesse James, and Heath Miller catches, It was a pretty good day. A solid day. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, Stevie Johnson finally got into the end zone. He and Dontrell Inman, both good pickups for the Chargers wide receivers. Devontae Parker's an interesting name to circle. He got 10 targets after Rashard Matthews went out for the Dolphins. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, he, was... he, got a, he showed his explosiveness and his athleticism on his touchdown catch in garbage time, so he's he's somebody to circle as well. You know, people say, oh, well, Doriel Green Beckham hasn't done it. Well, look, dude, Doriel Green Beckham is so raw. Yeah. Devontae Parker, professional receiver. He's just coming well, back from injury. He's, guy, he's, a little raw, he's a little raw, too, still. He no, was, I, I, I honestly believe he's ready to go. I thought that had he been healthy, he would have come along like a uh, Odell Beckham Jr. type. I don't he think was, that's dude, close he, at all. That, that offense at Louisville is very advanced. That was one of the reasons why Teddy Bridgewater was considered one of the best uh, quarterback, quarterback prospects. Yeah, quarterback yeah. Pro, The most NFL-ready is because that offense is so intricate and right, so, but that, so advanced. But Devontae Parker made a lot of his plays just purely on his athleticism and stuff like that. And I know I, Harmon mentioned it when he did a reception perception on Richard Matthews earlier that early in the season, Devontae Parker looked like Bambi on ice out there. He was not running routes. He wasn't understanding I know it's concepts. He was, I think it was a little bit, though, when you're Could hurt. Could have been because of the injury and stuff, yeah, but he lost a lot of those reps that would have helped him. But either way, this point, good ad. 
And Doug Baldwin, been on a sneaky run with Jimmy Graham going down. He could see an uptick in targets. Uh-huh. Just when you do that, it'll be the <laughs> <laughs> Here comes Jermaine Curse. Here comes Tyler Lockett Here comes again. Tyler Lockett. Um, Jared Aberderis, is he coming back? He I thought finally, he was still hurt. He finally practiced again this week, and given the – disaster that is the Packers wide receiving core right now. He's a sneaky ad. I, he, he was having a good game before he got crushed and got injured. Um, so he's somebody to take a look at. I know I know everybody makes fun of the Niners offense, but Sean Jerome. Sean Jerome's getting touches. And he is getting touches, man. They get, look with Blaine Gabbert. They look functional. They're a functional offense with Blaine Gabbert. It doesn't make any sense. So. But also, there he Sean is. Jerome's got to get into the end zone one of these days. So one of, <laughs> You would figure. Tough um, matchup this week for them, though. Who are they they're got? not playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, though. They're not playing the Steelers. They're playing the Bears. Oh. There you go. Oh. Look at what the Bears did to Aaron Rodgers. Okay. All right. So, Sean Jerome. Oh so, you're God. saying that Blaine Gabbard has a chance to prove he's better than Aaron Rodgers? Is that what you're saying? Oh, Jesus. Listen, All right. That's a different podcast. Let's dap, <laughs> let's dap and get out of here. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hook. Give me daps because I'll be squirreling right. Give me dabbing up daps and bound daps and hooks. All right, daily dap time uh, on this beautiful Tie Tuesday. By the way, I've seen a, a few tweets now with uh, folks wearing their ties on this Tie Tuesday. Of course, you get the favorite and the retweet immediately on Twitter from the Fantasy Live guys here. Uh, but uh, on this Tie Tuesday, and again, we're trying to promote this uh, on this podcast, right? We yeah. want you to go to work dressed well, at least on Tuesday. Every other day, you could be a slob. Break out your finest ties on Tuesday. Absolutely. Be professional. Except for myself, which I didn't come in the time. How dare you? I know. I never do. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, daily dap time. Uh, Adam Rank, are you ready for this? Uh, do you want me to go first? You don't have to. We'll go to Marcus first if you want. Let's okay. go to Marcus first. MG, hit me. Uh, my daily dap goes out to Maurice Jones-Drew. Okay. Uh, MJD last week, I'm sure, you know, anybody who knows, knows that he is a UCLA alum. And oh, he is the big biggest time too. UCLA honk uh, maybe that I've ever met. And he spent all of last week, because there is a large USC contingent that works uh, here at NFL Media, and he basically was making wagers with pretty much every USC person he could find in the building. Of right. course, the Trojans prevailed, a big win, 40-21 to over the Bruins, ending a three-game losing streak to our hated rivals, and getting ourselves to the Pac-12 championship game where we have to play uh, Christian McCaffrey. Good luck with that. Uh-oh. Um, but, uh, you know what, props to MJD because, uh, you know, he had to wear it on, on Sunday. Literally. Literally. And figuratively, he, uh, he wore my, uh, my number nine USC jersey. <laughs> all day. Uh, all day. Wore it on the uh, game day blitz on the white couch of truth. He uh, had to hear from it on camera from a bunch of USC alums at work here. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he took it all in, in stride and all with good humor. So props to him for that. The well, thing number nine? Uh, well, at the time it was. Marquise Lee. It is currently oh, okay. Ju- Juju Smith-Schuster. Ah, well, that's pretty good. There you go. Um, <clears throat> the thing about MJD that people don't know, he rolls through and talks so much trash. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's trash talk incessantly with yeah. Maurice Jones-Drew. Adam Reg, you know. He, oh, dude. He always feels like he knows everything. About everything. About everything. Doesn't matter. And uh, like yesterday, he was like, yeah, North Turner's going to be USC's offensive coordinator. And I'm like, yeah, I guarantee you that's not going <laughs> to <laughs> he, he gets – I can't wait because uh, my rela- – I mean, MJD and I are on the uh, Madden NFL live show. Great and, show. Check it he, out. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and he's always – he thinks he can beat everybody. And there's professional gamers, and right. there's a guy named Problem. And MJD's like, I want to play him. I want to be – I'm like, 
this guy problem, and if anybody's into gaming, they know who this guy is, but he's he's the greatest player. And I'm like, MJD, this guy's going to beat you by 60. And you're lucky because Scott Cole, who's also who is our Madden master on the show, takes it easy on MJD uh-huh. and tries to make good, compelling television. I'm like, these guys would beat you by 100. But, <laughs> but everybody's cool. I can't wait. I, I want him to get it. It's one of those things that – it, it, it's kind of a, a, a movie trope where it's like you just can't wait for him to get his comeuppance. So when he loses, like I, I don't even, I'm not necessarily a USC fan, but to have to see him wear a USC shirt was very That's satisfying. Great. Also, he did talk a lot of trash in the fantasy life, uh, fantasy league, and I, I believe know, he has the worst think, record. I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. Oh, he's definitely not. He's though. no. He's Although he destroyed me this week, and well, he let me know about it. There's that. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, and he's oh, you know what his his game was. Fabiano told me it was PPR. I'm like, nobody ever no told you. No one ever was, said that. Nobody ever. ever said it was PPR. And oh, uh, by the you way. Actually, he actually drafted well. Think, like, that's the, like That was a good draft. You actually did well. You just can't pick the right guys. Uh, Rank, what's your dap? My daps are multiple. Number okay. one, I know, I know, we, I know <laughs> we uh I know we have some fun at Tony Romo's expense. Yes. And, uh, but in, in times like this, I think it's it's fair to point out that the brownie cupcake is actually very cool, and I, I know he's the in crownie. those commercials. The crownie. That's that's an amazing thing, and I think that people are deriding it because it's Tony Romo, but that's an awesome invention, <laughs> and uh, the wife, Rosie McGee, made a couple. Fantastic. Yeah, I was actually – it's funny you mentioned that because the last time that commercial came on, I actually, instead of watching him with his goofy haircut, I looked at the crownie, and I'm like, that looks kind of <laughs> don't, don't put frosting on it, but it's pretty amazing. Uh, continuing, uh, I would like to give a dap to Ford, the Ford Motor Company, who has started the assembly line back on December 1st, if you're listening to this on December 1st, back in 1913, which helped uh, revolutionize the automobile industry. Wow. I'm not giving it to the company because there's a lot of things that are not great about history that. podcast today. But uh, wow. I would like to give a, a shout-out to or a dap to the kid who uh, I retweeted earlier this uh, today about a Browns fan who was watching the game last night and ripped that his Browns jersey amazing. like Hulk Hogan ripping his T-shirt, and it's an Alex Mack jersey. It's an offensive lineman's, or maybe it's <clears throat> uh, maybe it's a defensive player. I don't. I know. believe it's Barkevious Mingo. Uh, that's who it is. Yeah, you're right. Barkevious Mingo jersey. But it's like, how expensive is yeah. that jersey that you're doing that? And number, you're you're th- you have three wins, and you're going against <laughs> a team that has two. So pump the brakes a little bit, and then my final dap goes to Paul Heyman. <laughs> Who uh, once again, once again on Monday tweeted out the uh, Brock Osweiler Danger Zone video. Wow! And gave a little shout to uh, the WWE, me and the NFL, which is very cool. Like I'm a huge. I was a Attitude Era kid and loved the ECW. Yeah. So the fact that if he would have just liked it the first time, over the moon. But he's right. been retweeting it, and so uh, very Beautiful. nice of him. By the way, know. sorry to whoever was playing the drinking game for wrestling references because <laughs> it's over. It's came, over came back a little bit during the show. It and is now over it now. We're sobering up, and then there it was. Boom. Stevie Richards, Raven, Scotty Polo, <laughs> Adam Rose, <laughs> Kurt Hennig. Why? Okay. All right. That's it. Okay. You dropped a Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect reference. I just, I just like bought a Mr. Perfect T-shirt that will be making Ooh. its debut on Madden NFL Live at some point in the future. Alex Gilhart, Taylor Dap. I'm going to dap uh, a movie I didn't get to dap because we weren't doing the podcast at the time. But uh, did you guys see Kingsman when yes, it came out? Yes, of the course. So I loved good. it when it was in the theater, and I uh, just got it for Blu-ray. Uh, Horrible uh, for opening scene, my but birthday. solid movie. Oh, the opening scene is fine. 
But it has to set everything up. But overall, great movie. I was rewatching it again last yeah. night while I was doing some other stuff, and uh, it's just such a such a well made, fun movie. And if you yeah. haven't checked it out yet, go pick it up, Redbox or whatever. Uh, you will enjoy it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I, I it really agree is. with that. Uh, I thought you were going to give a, a daily dap to the music that you were listening to. Oh, that too. I mean, <laughs> James and I before the podcast went down a wormhole for the uh, group Pentatonics. They're an acapella group that won. Uh, the what was it? America's Got Talent or the Sing Off? The Sing Off they won, I think, okay. right? I'm and sure. uh, but James I know they were, they're good. They're very good. They have a they have a fantastic Christmas album. I was listening to it while I was waiting for the guys to come in for the podcast. But James and I found out that uh, one of their guys is apparently a musical savant because he played uh, piano, the beatbox cello, guy, the beatbox guy, yeah, on the Pentaton. beatbox guy. His name's Ko. He went to Yale. He did some intensive summer courses at Harvard. Uh, the guy was amazing, but the band is extremely talented, and if you like Christmas music, check out their album. I think it's called That's Christmas to Me. Uh, Pentatonics, a, a good one. I like that. <clears throat> I will give a, a, a couple. Um, I'll give a, a daily dap to Cal, uh, my Golden Bears, with a, a dramatic come-from-behind victory that I was not able to watch. Uh, you were I, able to watch it. No, no, I you wasn't. Chose I got to. No, I got it. No, no, no. Uh, I got into a disagreement with my wife, and uh, the television had to be turned off, and I missed the entire fourth quarter comeback. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Uh, that is what happened. This I is found why out the expression happy wife, happy life exists. <sighs> She's also a UCLA alum, right? So she is a UCLA. Oh, dude, she oh, was. That's, that's oh, she was. See, that's the thing. She was just, I mean, she was just on one because USC just destroyed UCLA. So she was already bitter about that. And then, of course, we're halfway through the game, and she wants to have some kind of serious conversation about some nonsense. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> this is why you didn't get to watch the <laughs> That right there. James, as your friends, we're going to stop you right now. What's your come next step? What's bro? your next step? I mean, Dude, was, why are we uh, having this stop. convo <laughs> at the third quarter? It's That's not you cool. You're like, yep, you're right. No, I know. No, listen. She is a beautiful, wonderful Korean woman. And... Uh, as a result, she's also insane, um, <laughs> and she will not take that. She knows when I'm trying to placate her, and that f***s her off even more. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right. Anyways, I missed that victory, uh, one of the best victories of the year for Cal. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, but uh, I'll give another daily dap to uh, – I-, I know this been has been out for a while, but McBain, the movie – I guess they did a supercut of the entire movie, and they put it on YouTube. It's been out for a while. I yes. know that. But I never realized. Starring Rainier Wolfcastle. Right. I never realized that it was an actual, like, single piece, uh, like a continuing storyline <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. in yeah. The Simpsons. When they showed all the, the different clips from the different shows, and it, it had spanned years, right? Yes. But it's an actual, like. Boom. Film. It it's is. it's a five minute film. You should go look it up. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome and horrible, but it's great. I, oh, of I, course. I can't believe the writers actually stuck with it for that long. That's great. Yeah. Wow. And, and so somebody did a supercut of McBain the the movie. It's on YouTube, and you'll of course go down a giant Simpsons wormhole. That's as well, but our greatest filmmakers are doing stuff like that. It's great. Like it's the wonderful. Next, uh, the next uh, Scorsese or something is making. Is on YouTube right now. Making, He's not making movies anymore. No, right, exactly. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Yes. A little longer podcast, but, of course, that's because Adam Rank is here. How but dare hey, you. That's right. For Adam Rank, Marcus Grant, MG, and the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alice Kelhar. I'm James Coe. We're out. We'll see you Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.